This episode of Silly's Talks About Science Fiction is brought to you by Cold Sleeves. When you're not a nice person, but you're feeling really down, take Cold Sleeves. Inhaled through your nostrils. By the makers of Hibernol. Hi, I'm Jeff Gritman. And I'm Kristen Kist. And we are the co-authors of a science fiction comedy book series called Prison Dad. Yay! We just put out our fourth volume, fifth Woo-hoo! book overall. High five. Yay! You haven't even seen them yet. No. Because you were on vacation. I know. I was visiting my family and my tiny nephew. Well, when this is over, I'll give you your copy. Hooray! <laughs> I'm proud of us. All right, so this week, um, we are talking about spreading the disease. Yes, so it's just that holiday season time where everybody is getting on planes like I just did and visiting relatives, you know, so everybody usually comes home with a common cold, but dun, dun, in these dun. next films that we're going to be talking to you about, and one TV you show. come home with something a lot worse than a cold. Oh, gasp. Um, I guess I go, <gasps> so the the point in this week's uh, podcast is to talk about viral outbreak movies that are not turning the humans into any kind of monsters or vampires or zombies or anything like or that. Zombievers. Yes, yes, especially in, or zombies. Zombies. So we're st- we're shying away from the zombies this week, and we're sticking to just to you know, just to the sickness, just to diseases, just sneezing. And let's, uh, let, let's, um... And a whole lot of dying. A whole lot of dying. A whole lot of big body counts. So body's getting bulldozed. All right, so... Oh. Starting off with, uh, kind of a, a big cast, uh, one is Outbreak. Yes. Outbreak was, uh, sometime in the mid-90s, I want to say. Yes, I, it was out on TV when I was 19 and went to Sweden. Because we watched it with Swedish subtitles when I went to see my friend Mia. Oh, that's fun. It was... It was fun. I was learning all the fun words. Oh, 1995. 1995. I was 15. You know, the, the cast Maybe, here is yep, great yep, in this Dustin one because Hoffman, Morgan Freeman, Morgan Freeman, Kevin Spacey. Uh, yeah, Renee Russo and McDreamy, who dies pretty early. Is he the? Uh, is he like the guy who like the guy that goes to pick the monkey up? Cuba, Donald Sutherland, Mr. Patrick Dempsey, Jimbo. His name is Jimbo in the movie. He picks up the monkey that's infected, and the monkey bites him when he's transporting it. And then you know, there's a deleted scene where he like he like f-ks the monkey, right? You know, there's got to be like a deleted. <sighs> I really don't like that guy. I don't like McTreamy either, and I really don't like most of his movies. But this movie is an exception because it's really creepy. But anyway, he Jimbo gets infected, and he gets off the plane and tries to give his girlfriend a big, hot, slobbery kiss. Like, <laughs> He's all, like, this sweaty, hot mess. Sweaty, and his <laughs> nose is, like, streaming, and his eyes are streaming. And next thing you know, he and his lovely lady are in the hospital dying. Yeah. And soon, most of the rest of the United States is, too. But right. they leave it to Dustin Hoffman and Renee Russo and Kevin Spacey and Morgan Freeman to come up with a cure right now, real quick. And this movie really... Before they nuked the town, right? Because, yes. Because the one scene when, like, the paramedic, I think it is, goes to, like, the, um... The movies with his girlfriend and he sneezes. Yeah. And they show like the little particles of germies. And I was like, Ugh. I haven't seen this in so long. I wonder how I those cringe. graphics hold up. It doesn't matter, but just the idea of somebody sneezing and the germies getting in the air and you're not expecting them. And the next thing you know, you're like, Have you ever been in a daycare? 
Don't go. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But anyway, um, I really like this movie. It's very intense and scary and sad. And the clerks' cartoons rip on it when they're like, "I need to talk to the pilot and the bomber." You know, like that whole scene. Oh, yeah, and they're like, yeah, talk where the they're trying of- to yeah talk the guy out of bombing the town because they think they can figure out a cure in time. I, I remember the first time I saw the Avengers movie too. That's what I kept thinking of when they were like. They said the Quinjet to go nuke uh, New York. Yeah, yeah, that's what I kept thinking of. I was, I kept thinking of, um, of out, uh, outbreak oh, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we also talked about outbreak in our Bad Science podcast, though, yes. because we talked about how ridiculously quick they made the vaccine right. and Fixed multiplied it right now, real quick, within like a matter of like like hours after Rene Russo got. Infected, was right? It, or was it? Ooh, mm, I might be saying that wrong. No, yeah, she did. She, she did? was dying. Uh huh. Yeah. So um, outbreak. And no, it's a, it, it's a good. Uh, it's a good. It's a good movie. All right. So next on our list is um, a movie called Carriers. So Carriers came out uh, before the first uh, Star Trek reboot, I think, or around that same time. It has Chris Pine in it, though. And the concept here is that there is, um, you know, it's still during the outbreak phases of the disease. Mm-hmm. And these four friends want to get from point A to point B. And they think if they get to point B, it's going to be virus free and they'll be able to live there. And no one will bother oh, them. It's like, that. I know. There's always that place. Yep. Terminus. Come mm-hmm. and there's no, I told myself I wasn't going to make any zombie references and I just did. Um, so... Uh, the concept here is that, you know, this, like, one person gets sick, doesn't tell everybody else, and then, you know, they're meeting bad people along the way that are also being afraid of getting sick, and it's uh, the road trip aspect I love of it, though, because you got the road trip, road trip across, like, you know, some scary lands, you know, avoiding major cities, lots of open area, which is as frightening as it is, you know, adventure. Yeah. Driving away from the dread disease. Mm-hmm. You see that in some other films that we'll be talking about. Right, right. Up. Yeah. So Carriers is a, it's a mediocre movie. It's not like the greatest movie out there, but you know, it's definitely, definitely watchable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Pine is, you know, he's always great. Everything he always does, you know, from yeah. Star Trek to What Hot American Summer. And he's going to be in the new um, Wonder Woman movie, which will be pretty, yeah. you know, mosquito. They even tried making him Jack Ryan, but you know what the problem with that was? He wasn't old enough? No, his boss in that one was Kevin Costner. And let's face it... No, not the ruiner of things. Kevin Costner ruins everything. I was playing a game with my sister over the weekend and my family, and you had to, like, guess who the person was and, like... Like a thing, like their phone shows like the person's name or whatever, and you have to like give clues, and the person has to guess who it is. So I said, "The worst actor ever ruins every movie he's ever in." <laughs> Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and my sister's like Kevin Costner, <laughs> and everybody else is looking at us like, "What?" I would have gotten that before you said Robin Hood. <laughs> nice, nice. Anyway, nice. So, um, a, a funnier take on a viral outbreak, definitely though, is one of our favorite shows that's on TV right now. Yes. And that is Last Man on Earth. Last Man on Earth. But the thing that's cool about Last Man on Earth is it is sometimes sad and scary, too. Like, it is. Um, but anyway, in this in Last Man on Earth, they really don't talk that much about the disease, but it's some sort of like a fast-acting cold flu type thing. And everybody was at home, they said, right. when it happened. Like, they got sick, they went home. No one was on the roads. And you never... I, I can't remember once seeing a dead body in the show. 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and even when his brother died. I know you were a couple behind. I think so. No, I didn't watch this new season. Oh, the whole oh the whole season. Yeah, oh, okay. It. So I have to it's watch it. It's really good. It's this but, season is in, it's intense at times. Like, yeah. It's pretty intense. Yeah. Well, the last season was. I mean, when his brother died, like that was super sad. Mm. And but he made him leave before he could see him. But yeah. He, but he like because he was in a space shuttle and then he landed, like he didn't he didn't wasn't exposed to the virus. But then as soon as he was on the Earth. Unfortunately, like he didn't have the immunity that his brother did. Yeah. Neither did the mom and dad, which you see in that episode later. But right, yeah. So the, I mean, this guy tries to make the best out of a crappy situation. He thinks for a while that he's the last man on earth, so he goes and you know gets some amazing artifacts and art to put around his house and stuff to try in the to cheer himself up. Office and and makes himself like margarita bathtubs and stuff. Because why wouldn't you? Um, but then eventually he meets other survivors, and it's a really cool show, but it, it's really, like, well-written, and it's interesting, it's funny, it's sad, I like the characters a lot, um, give it a chance if you haven't seen it, it's, it's really addictive, good. too. Mm-hmm. It's one of the, it's like, I mean, I, I like a lot of the stuff that I'm watching lately, that, like, I, I'm pretty quick to cut a show out when it bugs me, but with Last Man on Earth is, like, the number one thing, like, I'll watch The Last Man on Earth over watching The Walking Dead. You know, yeah, over um, over most of the shows, of except for the Flash. I think the Flash right is the only show I'll watch before uh, I watch um, Last Man on Earth. I have a lot of stuff in my DVR. I've been watching uh, Screen Queens and American Horror Story, but mm-hmm. most of the other stuff I'm pretty behind on. Oh, yeah, I was thinking about uh, next week doing. Um, well, next week will be our live one. We'll get to that the week after that doing a fall TV report card. Fun. Yeah, because by then Incorporated will start, so we can talk about everything that cool. we talked about in our fall Sounds TV. Sounds good. Preview. I like cool. that idea. Anyway, right now we're talking about germs and viruses. Germs and viruses. And, and sniffles. So, last night on Earth. By the way, Jeff's sick right now, so if we're yeah, yeah, with cat trips <laughs> and we're not around next week, you'll know what happened. You'll know what happened. <laughs> next, we're going to talk about Contagion. Okay. Um, Contagion came out in 2011. Um, it had Gwyneth Paltrow and uh, Matt Damon and um, also Jude Law. And oh, and Kate Winslet. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So and Marion Cotillard. Um, Look at you. I know so many cool people were in this movie. Um, it wasn't an amazing movie, but it was certainly interesting. Um, it was it was probably a little longer than I had anticipated, and it didn't pop the way that that outbreak did. But I still liked it. It's very scary. I mean, it's this woman goes on a business trip. She comes home. She thinks she has jet lag and isn't feeling well. Next thing you know, she's like flopping around in her kitchen floor and. Then she's taken to the hospital, and bam, she's gone. Yeah, an outbreak. It was just, it was just like a flu. This was like a very violent death. Yeah, in like a contagion, seizures yeah. and vomiting and all heinous stuff and bleeding, like kind of like Ebola type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, we watched this with our friend Nicole right before she had to go on a business trip yeah. and be in a plane. So she was. Wasn't she going like Beijing or somewhere? Yeah, somewhere. So she, she was, was going like, like a US, very long flight. A lot. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so this movie. Um, it's, it's you know, gut-wrenching. I mean, so you see, like, this guy, Matt Damon's character, loses his, his family yeah. in, like, the space of a day out of nowhere. Right. And then the whole world starts getting infected with this crazy virus. And then, so the CDC's trying to figure out, like, where did this virus come from? Like, how can we stop it? What caused it? Um, can we come up with a cure? And Jude Law's, like, a conspiracy theorist, so he, like, pretends that he's sick to get people's attention on his, like, online blog type thing, and then he, like, thinks he has some fake cure, and people start flipping out and trying to get it, and, you know, so that sort of adds, like, the media dimension to 
virus outbreak, you know, that you might not see other places. Um, the acting is really good. And um, if you if you like science, it really goes into like yeah, it's viruses very science how they work, and you know then the origin of the virus is at the end of the movie. I'm not going to spoil it. You should see it, but but yeah. sort of explain like wh- how it came about. Um, because there were obviously there were all sorts of theories. So, like, was it a virus that the government created? Was it you know some kind of right? You know, Evil terrorist thing, thing yeah. terrorist thing, or is it just an accident? Or it's freaking nature, you know? yeah. So uh, it was interesting. It was definitely um, on all the lists. Like I was so shocked that you know when I was doing research for this podcast that this was like coming up with like number one, like all the lists. I was I was shocked. Like this was like their number one like disease movie because it's not mine by far on this list. No, no, no but I mean, as if it's if it's a straight up disease movie about science and about what would happen in the event of an outbreak for real. I think it does a good job of, of capturing that, but in a but in a film because you like doctors are portrayed, scientists are portrayed, victims are portrayed as you know, and and conspiracy conspiracy theories and all those kind of things, and it's yeah, I mean, it's a straightforward drama about science. Yeah, it really, that's really what it is. It's a straightforward drama about so, science. Yeah, like like a yeah, because the outbreak sort of becomes a military. Yeah, because Morgan too, Freeman's like the general. Or, yeah, yeah. This one's just straight up, you know. Because outbreak, they're like, they're like, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna blow up that town, and that's gonna be the end of this. Right, contagion. There was no contagion in it. It was already all over. It got out. Yeah. Yeah. Because she was like in Hong Kong when she got sick, and she's patient zero. Gwyneth Paltrow's character. Yep, and yeah, she traveled halfway around the world and spread it. Lots of people got sick. Spreading the disease. So have fun on those plane trips yeah. uh, this Thanksgiving season. Going home to see your family. Listeners. Yeah, exactly. I did. I saw a lady today in like a mask, like one of those like Surger- sur- surgical, surgical mask. masks. And I was like, dude, you do know those don't really help you. Just you should have like, went up and like like pulled it back and boop. And like let it like snap against her face. It's just odd when you see people going around like that. Like I know in 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 Asia, like people were wearing them when the bird flu was. Epidemic. They still wear them because the pollution's yeah, so bad too. It's true. In those true. big cities over there, but it just gives me the creeps when somebody has it on. But then sometimes it's like, or is it because they're already compromised and they are like worried about getting like sick? What do they animals? know? It's just creepy. Oh well, maybe right. I'm the one with Captain Trips. Nah. <laughs> Moving on, uh, one of my favorite ones is definitely Twelve Monkeys, though. And talking about, yep. we're gonna talk about the movie, and then we'll briefly touch on the TV show. Uh, so you know, in the movie, we got like a big um, uh, biological attack, mm-hmm, wiped out, da- wiped out everybody out, um, and uh, they're living underground underneath Philadelphia. Woohoo! Yeah, so it's kind of nice. You know, when they go above ground, they're like on like you know, city hall and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, true. Then, you got Bruce Willis. Um, then you got Bruce Willis traveling back in time. Stowe, I think Madeline Stowe is the love interest. And Brad Pitt and Cuckoo Bananas. Brad Pitt. Games, and games, games. One of my favorite Brad Pitt roles. Definitely one of my favorite had, like, Brad Pitt roles. Cuckoo crazy eyes going on. Yeah, it's good precursor for for his awesome portrayal. Um, There's some awesome Tyler twists in this movie. There yes. are some. Uh, it just just great. I mean, it's it's very light on the disease as it's more it's more trying to figure out the conspiracy, right? And figure out how it happened, who and released how to it, stop it because how to stop Bruce it, Willis. right? So they said, keep sending Bruce Willis back in time over and over right. again to stop it, right? Just sad. I mean, he kind of has to give up his whole life to. But he was like yeah, a prisoner anyway, you know. So it's a, it's a good purpose for your existence to try to stop a disease that 
destroys a lot of humanity, but still, kind of a bummer. And oh, when he pulls his tooth out, ugh, that was one of the most brutal scenes. It's pretty bad. Oof. Yeah, I can think of like two or three great like twists. I love the animals at the end all running on Schuylkill. And yeah. what time of day was that that they were driving like 60 miles an hour on the Schuylkill while there's animals running on there? Listen, I drove into the city last night. I didn't get above like 40 miles an hour the whole way in. Yeah, that and there were no animals sense. running around there either. And it wasn't raining. Soapbox. That road just really, really sucks, America. If, you if, you, if you're in the area, you'll totally agree with us. Um, yeah, anyway, but yeah, Twelve Monkeys is very entertaining. Yeah. I would say to me, it's like suspenseful, but it's yeah. not scary. I think Contagion and Outbreak are a little bit scarier, but but it's there's even a romantic aspect. Yep, there's, there's a love story. The, the like Brad Pitt's character's so crazy. It's definitely it's hysterical. Like to watch. Yes, them, like, it can be funny in parts and uh, and serious yeah, and everything about that. Now, the TV show, I watched the whole first season. And I was under the impression that it was going to be uh, like a one season thing, like sci-fi was just going to do like 12 episodes Mm -hmm. and pretty much retell the story. I stuck it out. I started the second season and the second episode in the second season, I just, I killed it. I I stopped. I I lost complete interest in it. I felt like it wasn't the same story anymore. Um, And I know they changed the timeline a couple times and things changed and it, it just got... It just got boring to me. Too many sharks jumping or something like that because the same thing. But apparently, it's pretty popular. That it's coming back for a third season. Starting. Well, maybe there's so. some people out there that really like it. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, I guess I'm really, really a fan of the original. Yeah, it had an interesting tone. It, I haven't seen many movies like that. That sort of could be comedic and like dramatic and you know suspenseful and sort of, but. Like a couple of years ago, yeah. Artistic and funky, too. I don't know. It was interesting. A couple of years ago, I was on a big Terry Gilliam kick, and I wanted to watch all the Terry Gilliam movies. So I made Kristen and Nicole watch Time Bandits. No, we're not talking about that movie. No. 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 It wasn't as bad as what she says. Yes. Yes, it was. I just wanted to run out of the room screaming. We'll talk about time travel movies in one of these podcasts sometime. And Jeff can talk about that part while I stick my fingers in my ears. I've seen worse movies than Time Bandits. Mm, I'll just put like it that way. Like Geely? Have you seen Geely? No, you haven't. But that's probably worse. That's that's the worst movie I've I'd ever say seen. that Time Bandits is a better movie than Little Nicky. Yeah, I haven't seen Little Nicky. I only saw ads and I was like, that looks horrible. I think I'll miss it. But anyway, we're anyway. not talking about that crap. We're talking about diseases. So let's talk Planet plan of the Apes. Like, a new president. No, I'm just kidding. Ah. <laughs> so, uh, Planet of the Apes, uh, we now know, you know, I guess we did know, but uh, what made the apes super intelligent was uh, a virus to, you know, humankind. We saw it happen to the guy from uh, Reaper, you know, we saw uh, right. Sock. Yeah, poor Sock, you know, he got it. He... He got a whiff of uh, that stuff that was making the apes really smart. And what they're doing for it is they're looking for a cure for dementia. So they were testing right. on the apes. And mm-hmm. it, it gave them hyperintelligence and uh, gave them the ability to organize. And then Caesar, you know, he he released it to a bunch of uh, the other apes. And they started to breed and populate. And the virus took over. And bye-bye humans. Yep. Rise so, of the Oh, yes. I like the first new 
Planet of the Apes. The I second did one was a little bit hard to get into. I'd like I didn't to watch it again. It. At I some thought point. it was kind of cool. Like it is cool to sort of see the ape society and see humans trying to rebuild, but still being jerks. The humans, I didn't. I didn't feel like they were really trying to rebuild. I felt like they were terrified. They yeah, were like they were huddled masses, them. kind of thing. But they were trying to get the electricity back. They were trying yeah, they to were. like set up a society, trying to. They had like a. They were in like a survive. mall, I think. Was it like a mall? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But the apes were like really nearby. It was interesting. I, I didn't like how they had their like weapons like out in the open. I guess they weren't really afraid of the apes, though. Mm, they should have been. Should have been. Some of those apes oh. were cuckoo bananas. Apes up in the the Mur woods up there north of yeah, San Francisco. Were. But um, but yeah, I mean, basically, you know, this was so this was engineered by humans, but mistakenly because they were trying to use it to cure mm-hmm. another disease, and then and ended up not having the effect they wanted. Because I was always under the impression that it was a, a war, like the apes evolved and like... The original one, I don't know that they ever said what happened because it's just like Charlton Heston finds the Statue of Liberty and realizes that that's, he's been on the planet the whole time. Yeah. But he doesn't know like why humans got subjugated. No. But, but he does say like, what did what did you do? And you know he means like other You maniacs! People. You blew it up! Yeah, like, it's like, what did humans do to like ruin all this stuff? But you don't really know. But yeah, like I sort of assumed it was like a new Clear war or something too, and that the apes like mutated. And there was some changed. holiday. Your sister and I watched all of them, all yeah, of, like the the, the, the old apes. ones. Like I think yeah. I got her like the box set, or I think so, yeah. Or Jay did, or, or Mike we both did, did or yeah. Mike. Someone, yeah, yeah. And, and I remember we watched all of them, like because each one severely apes. like. Gets lower and lower production Yeah, they're, value. like, down to the, like, one monkey mask that everyone keeps passing around. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> Cheesy. One's, like, Fight Club apes. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty ridiculous, but. Yeah, it's, um, you know, because at some point they, they, like, they go back in time to, like, the 60s. Nah, and they bring the uh-huh. apes with them apes. to be their, like, servants and stuff. And, yeah, uh, that's not going to work out well. Nope. And then, see, that's what, because your sister and I had this conversation, because we originally thought it was, like, like, a time loop that never made any sense. So, like, they brought the apes back in time, and then the apes overtook everybody, and then when Charlton Heston's future is that they were, everybody was, you know, taken over by them. But now it makes so much more sense that there was a virus outbreak. To me, it always makes sense. Because you see the spaceship, in the first one, there's, like, the news clips, you know, there's, like, that... On the on the news, they show the spaceship from the first Planet of the Apes movie, like going right. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, so there's a third new Planet of the Apes prequel coming out pretty soon. I don't know if it's. I think it's next summer. Huh. So like a little teaser for it. Interesting. So uh, I I just think that the second one really lacked in Franco though. It did, and he brought a lot of humanity, I think, to the to the first one, and sort of and Gary Oldman that though. Sort of, yeah, Gary Oldman was good. He was good, but you know, he was definitely like a mis misled, mm-hmm. um, you know, leader of the human resistance. Um, but and Andy Serkis was just awesome. Like that guy, He's always he just awesome. does the most amazing things without you ever really seeing him. Like, his face. Right. It's all, you know, his facial expressions through the characters. But he's outstanding. That's so fun. It's like when he actually shows up in a movie, it's like, oh, whoa. Yeah, that him. Guy. Like, he was in Ultron, you know? And it was like... Yeah, and he was in some silly, like, British comedy crime movie I saw once on, like, Fearnet. And it was so weird just seeing him, like, just be a human. he's a great actor. <laughs> without... Yeah, he is. <laughs> what, what do you think would have happened? And then we can always save this for the What If podcast. What if Andy Serkis 
was Jar Jar Binks. No. No, because maybe he wouldn't have made him such a tool. I, well, no, because I think, I mean, I think that George Lucas was going for something. Ah, uh, okay, like, okay, okay. Funny. We'll save this then- for another yeah, <laughs> podcast. I get what you mean, I get what you mean. All right, moving on, we're going to talk about um, containment. Right. Containment this was... One I did not see. Uh, yeah, so containment was a CW miniseries. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was on in, like, January. Uh, it was, I, I don't know, I remember, like, 10 or 13 episodes. And then uh, it just recently went on Netflix. I wanted to watch it back then, but I didn't have time. So I watched it. I blew through it in a couple days, and it hit Netflix. And you know what? I really enjoyed it. The concept here is that we have... Uh, in a small section of Atlanta, a virus outbreak going on. And they uh, coordinate off, like, the area with uh, cargo shipping containers and weld them all together. Mm. And so everybody that was, like, on the inside of the area, like, a lot of them were there by mistake. Like, uh, one girl took her class field trip in there. The other guy was sent down there for another, like, the, the cop was, like, sent there for, like, no reason. And there's so many great stories that, that happen, um, like, you know, like a guy being basically used as a puppet to, like, be the front of things, um, you know, what's going on with the disease on the inside, because it's like a flu-like symptom, but, you know, you just start hemorrhaging blood, Yikes. yeah, it's pretty bad, um, and you start having, like, weird dreams, too, right at the end, too, like, the one girl, like, saw, like, her son, like, fall into, like, a vat of, like, like blood that, like, a janitor was, like, cleaning up, and, oh, like, Oh, jeez, that's so uh, It didn't actually happen. It was just like right. a dream. But when you watch it, you think it did happen. So, spoiler alert. Um, it was great. I I know it was based off of, like a, I think, a Belgium-like miniseries about the same thing. I was really hoping that CW would pick it up. And I felt like season two could have been all of Atlanta. And season three could have been, like, the state of Georgia. Season four could have been the East Coast. And then, you know, season five could have been the the whole country. And, then, you know, and on, and on and on from there. But they never really... I didn't really think that they actually found a cure at the end. I think they just found somebody with antibodies at the end and you were just supposed to assume that it was all going to be taken care of. Mm. Um, mm. But it definitely didn't get picked up. Uh, and the miniseries, it was a based off the miniseries that was one season two. So it was definitely, you know, like a one, one and done thing, which I felt like 12 Monkeys should have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it, I, it was a much more, I like how grown up the CW is getting with Arrow and Flash uh, you know, all the, all the, the DC shows, I, I feel like, um, this was another step in, in growing up. Let's just hope that they cancel Supernatural. Hey, I'm still watching Supernatural. <laughs> they are getting rid of my Vampire Diaries, but that's because the creators wanted to end it. Yeah. That's also been on not nearly as long as Supernatural. No, but for a while. Yeah. It's been on for, has it been on a decade now? No. I think seven years or maybe eight. I'll have to go look it up. So, Containment, uh, 12, 13 episodes on Netflix now. Check it out. I really liked it. Uh, the next one is not really... It's still some kind of viral outbreak. Right. But we're going to talk about children and men. Yeah. So, here the concept is that there's something going on, whether it's radiation, whether it's... You know, uh, we don't know what it is, but basically what's going on here is that women cannot get pregnant. Globally. Yes. yes. So everybody's obsessed with, like, the youngest person who's, I think, 28 or something. Yeah. So that's crazy. I can't imagine a world where you don't see babies, especially because I was just holding my little tiny nephew for the last week, and he's just so delightful. You read my kid's stories tonight? Yeah, I was reading bedtime. Logan's stories and got a big hug from him. Like a He world was amped to see you. He ran right up to you. I love that little dude. He's my little buddy. I bought him some really cool Christmas presents I already got in the mail. I was looking at him before I came over. 
Nice. He's going to be super stylish. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, like, I can't imagine a world where you never see kids and that there aren't children possible, like, cause you just know your species is dying out and nobody knows why. Like, it's really sad. And yeah, people were getting like angry and people violent and it's cause everybody's so scared. I mean, you know, like you're watching the end of your race just die out. I don't know if they talked about like animals and stuff, if animals could still have children too. Yeah, I don't remember. It's been a while since I saw it. I know. But I like that movie. It's definitely like very atmospheric and sort of sad and beautiful shot beautifully. Yes. It's um is it the same guy did Azkaban? Prisoner of Azkaban, isn't it? Yeah, it could be. Afonso Cuaron. Yeah, Afonso Cuaron. Um certainly could be. Sounds familiar. Um but yeah, and, and there's the one woman who it turns out is pregnant and so the the Kinda people are trying to protect her. Stops everything. Yeah. Children of Men came out in 2006. That'll be it. And it takes place in 2027. No, so it's coming up. <laughs> Alfonso Cuaron? Yeah, it is. He wrote the screenplay and directed it. Maybe it'll be because of the Republicans cutting <laughs> out control that somehow people instead like make themselves permanently unable to have babies. Julian Moore, Michael Caine, Clive Owen is great in it. Um, so, you know, we're not looking at, like, you know, our giant pile of bodies. We're not looking at, like, you know, a big death toll here. No. We're looking at, like, people that are just angry that the human race is dying and, and taking it out on, on people. There's wars and there's... Shooting, yeah, looting and... Terrorist attacks, explosions yep. and... People just, you know, like, this is it. This is the end. Right. There's no there's generation after you. There's no... It's heartbreaking. Yeah. The population only goes down. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yeah, like just being in a world where there aren't babies and children. I can't even imagine. Like, it was weird enough when I was at Penn State because you didn't see kids that often or really old people. It was mostly people in their 20s, and that was like weird. It was like a weird, like, bubble. Yeah, I went to to a college town too. I know what you mean. The weird thing about the college town I went to, though, was there was a lot of townies who, uh, you know, we're like the same age as us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had kids. Yeah, I only really saw kids like on game weekends when people would bring their families up. But it was like weird, like the rest of the time, like you never saw kids. And for some people, that's probably like totally normal. But in my house, like my mother always was like watching the neighbor's kids or watching, you know, my cousin's kids. So we constantly had like babies and little children around. You would laugh hysterically then... if you ever saw the Bloomsburg football stadium. Yeah. Because it's like. Maybe like one section of the Beaver Stadium. <laughs> it's so small compared to it's like a high school. Uh, high Aww, school it's really that's funny. Fine. It's a smaller school though. That's nice. Anyway, thing. yeah. So anyway, yeah, yeah so to men, population only going down. Sad. Um, Pictures of my nephew. So moving on. Now this next movie, neither one of us ever saw. I remember seeing the previews for it years ago, and I completely forgot about the movie, so we yeah. just watched the preview again, and you know what? It looks awesome, uh, and I'm, I'm totally going to watch it. It's called Right at Your Door. Mm-hmm. The concept here is that there's a terrorist attack in downtown Los Angeles. This guy just wants to go and see his mom. No, I'm sorry. I was looking at your phone, and I said mom. It was a picture of my mom. My sister just liked it. Sorry. I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> um, don't roll your eyes at me, Missy. Um, so, or should I say Chrissy? Don't call me that. Anyway, no, it's his wife. And I guess she, like, left the house to go do some errands or something. And then somebody put off some dirty bombs. So he decides to 
tape and cordon his house off from everybody else. And so he's taping the doors and, you know, putting up bubble wrap and what have you. And then the missus comes home. And she's definitely sick. And he doesn't want to let her in. So uh, we were just talking about what we would do in said situation. Right. And we both agreed that if it came down to it, like, Kristen would not let me in and I would not let her in because... First off, we wouldn't even try to get in. No. Because we wouldn't want the other person to be sick. Let's see if I could text him and just be like, hey, I think I'm dying. I'll miss you, bestie. We could do like a, like a pound. Like, like a pound. pound through the glass. Yeah, yeah. Like, yep. Later. Like, it's been real. Yeah. I mean, it would depend on how sick you get, how fast, though. Like, I don't know how you could get from one place to the next. And for her, I mean, she didn't have a choice. That was her home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Where else was she going to go? Yeah, like, where where would you go if. If, like, you try to go to your house and the other person wouldn't let you in, that would suck. So we're definitely going to check right at your door out. Um, it looks it looks suspenseful. It looks and pretty interesting. good. And And then apparently there's some reason why he should be afraid of what's in his own house. Yeah. And not just because it's Republican paraphernalia. Just kidding! <laughs> no, but, like, my thing is with that, too, but, like, is, like, okay, so you're going to... Like, it'll last so long, but then eventually you don't have food in your house. So as soon as you open the door up, like, okay, cool, you, like, protected yourself for a little while, but either you're going to die of starvation or you're going to go out and get sick. Like, it's not like you're in an area where people are going to come and, like, bring you supplies because they're all dead. (laughs) I think I'm going to sit down with the cats, you know, 5 o'clock and we all get our noms together, you know? Yeah, I'll just be picking out of the dish. eating the cans of beans in my house until they're all gone and then I'll be like, oh, damn it. Well, it was a good run. (laughs) Poe's looking real plump. Hmm, he's going to make a good meal. You know, um, what else is a movie that we talked about in one of our other podcasts about um, disease overtaking the world is... um, Z for Zachariah. When there's yeah, one you know what? That's a great idea. The woman I totally is left about alone that. with her dog, and everybody's dead, so she's living in like an area. Of she's the Margot where... Robbie, right? Yes, right. So I she's she's Harley she yeah, Quinn. Robbie. It's her and Chris Pine. And Chris Pine. And uh, I don't know the other guy's name. Is it the guy's name that I can't pronounce, and I feel terrible. It, oh, is it the guy from Doctor Strange? That guy. I think it might be. Let me look him up. Uh, Patience. You got it? Yes. Yeah. Chichuan Ichifor. Chuitio It's exactly who it is. Yeah. Okay. So look at that. You got some you got some hard you got three three people in the whole movie. And all of them have some serious sci fi cred. So if you've not seen Z for Zachariah, it's you actually get really out good. But it's you know, it's sad and it's scary and it's lonely. It's, it's very yeah. isolated and, and there's some hope, but at the same time, you know, everybody is sick with nuclear fallout, and it's only a matter of time. Is it all nuclear fallout? I thought it was like, oh no, think, it was, oh yeah, know, wait. I think there was like a virus, but also mostly nuclear fallout that she's trying to keep herself safe from at this point. Because they went in the radiation suits if they went a certain radius outside of yeah. where she lived, because she lived like in a very isolated area of the like mountains. valley. That's yeah. why they. That's why the two men found it, because it was so green and nothing else was green. Right, everything's dead. Kinda right. like The Road by Cormac McCarthy. Um, so, yeah, Z for Zachariah was, you know, it, it was a great movie. Mm-hmm. We, I think we talked about it in our, um, like, what movies did you miss last did year? Miss, yeah. But that's podcast. another movie to check out if you like virus, virus tales. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's just... 
it's the three of them, and they have like one clean source of water, and then they have one source of water that is uh, contaminated from the outside. Right. Um, and then it's you know it's it's how do you uh, church? Yeah. So and a piano. It's basically two guys uh, with the pissing contest for a girl. It's yep. <laughs> one way of putting it. Uh, um, you're not a not a laugher though. Not not, not a funny film. No. no. Very very sad. very sad. Very serious. Very bleak. Um, okay, yeah. so the next one is a comedy, though. Right. A, 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 a disease a comedy. comedy. A very dark comedy. And it's called uh, It's a Disaster. Right. Not the greatest movie out there. It's very long, I, yeah, I remember. Yeah, it's longer like, than it should be, except I really did like the little twist at the ending. With yeah, them. it was a great twist at the end, yeah. Yeah, what's his name from? David, David Cross. David Cross yeah. from uh, Arrested Mr. Development. Mr. Show. Yes. Oh, okay, yes, from Arrested Development also, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it's it's a, gonna be a dad soon. He and his wife Amber Tamlin are having a baby. Oh yeah, he's Amber Pretty Tamlin. Pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. But um, anyway, I like this movie. But yeah, it was dark. It was definitely about like uh, you know, some thirty-something friends having brunch together, and then some dirty bombs are put off and near their neighborhood, and then neighbor comes over to let them know, and so then they're trying to figure out how they can survive. So they, like, tape up the, the house, but everybody's taking it. What's interesting to me is that everyone was taking it a different way. Yeah. So some people were crabbing and, you know, just crying. Some people were just, like, you know, doing it. Basically. Um, some people were just, you know, wanted to, wanted to pray, you know, like, uh, people wanted to put out the fine china and just have a good, you know, have a good brunch together. Right. And enjoy the last parts of their life, and some people were watching their marriages crumble and things like that. So, but I mean, yeah, but it's funny. I mean, the, the tone is very much like a dark humor. If you've ever seen an indie movie ever, it's got somebody from one of them yes. in it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's like they're all recognizable faces, but they're not like immediately like names that jump out at you. Right? Yeah, like, like that guy. Oh, that guy. Well, yeah, her. Yeah. She's ugly Betty. Oh, yep, yeah. and um, yeah, and uh, Julia Stiles, who is obviously in Dexter, right? And, um, yes, and uh, David Cross, as movies. we said, David Cross, who's just great. He's my—he was my favorite part of this movie. He was, yeah, he definitely was, because <laughs> he was so awkward. Yeah, I mean, he, he, was. he was so great at at playing awkward. Yeah, but it's cool. I mean, whatever. If you're if you're hanging out with your friends on a Friday night, it's kind of a funny movie to watch, so you guys can have like those conversations about like what would happen to us. Yeah, if oh, we were in that situation. I love it when like they have like a friend that's like really late, like oh, like yeah. three hours late to like the like the the, the brunch. Like they, they the couple like showed up and Basically, they wouldn't let them in. <laughs> me, that would be my problem. I'd be like, I'm not even bothered going in. Wait. I'll drink the wine in my car and just nope. hope for the best. <laughs> All right, so let's get to the denouement. If you've read any of our books or have been around us at all or have listened to any of our podcasts, you know that our absolute favorite like book and movie is Stephen King's... The Stand. Yes, The Stand. The epic stand. My so. sister loves it, too. So A lot of people do. Yeah. Well, it's it's just such a great book. It's there's so many awesome characters and good character development. It's a fight against good and evil, all set under the backdrop of the United States creating an evil disease that Super accidentally flu. gets out and destroys the whole world. Yay! Thanks, government. So we um we we start off by is this guy working on a base in New Mexico? I want to say so. or Arizona. No, it's, it's definitely no. It's Southern California. Yeah, because yeah, because he comes through Texas. He goes. What happens is that he um, the 
virus outbreaks on his base, right. and he drives through New Mexico, you know, Arizona, New Mexico, all the way to East Texas, right across the whole southern tier, and um, you know, crashes he and succumbs to the. So everybody that he's near, they stop to eat, they stop for food, it's spreading and spreading and spreading. Like that, yeah. Even to the point where uh, Ed Harris gets it. And he was was on the base, but he wasn't even in, like, the medical area. No. But they put the red alert out, and they tried to lock the base down, and he grabbed his wife and his daughter and hightailed it out of there, thinking that he could outrun outrun it, and he could not, and he ends up infecting... The world, and then yeah, Ed Harris is like reading Yeats poems to his <laughs> top advisor. The center does not hold, basically. But it, such a, the cast of the stand is just monumental. From yeah, you know, you, what, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You oh yeah, have, yeah, you got Gary Sinise who just kills it. Yeah, and Gary Sinise before Gary Sinise Gary was Sinise. like, like before he was a really like well-known name, and he's like one of the, he's like the main mm-hmm. character. Stu is like the main character. Yes. The guy from Coach, I don't know his name. Uh, Craig T. Nelson? Uh, No, no, the other guy. Craig T. Nelson is not in the stand. No, he's not. Yeah, Molly Ringwald, you have Parker Lewis. The cast is. um, Stephen King actually shows up at one point. You know, he's uh, he's a character named Teddy, but he's just there for a little bit. Um, Yeah, Laura Sangiacomo is great in this as Nadine. Jamie Sheridan is Randall Flagg. He still gives me nightmares. And I can't, every time I see him in anything else, like, he was in one of those, like, NCIS shows or some crap or that my parents watched. And I just, like, every time I tried to watch it, I was like, no, it's Randall Flagg. Like, he's going to kill us all. We just um, talked about him on Babylon Fields a couple weeks ago when we did our zombie podcast. Right. Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe, yeah. Just Rob Lowe fan. Sometimes he can be awesome, and he does a really good job playing Nick. Um, oh, Matt Frewer, who's Matt in. Frewer. He, he shows up in a bunch of Stephen King movies too. Like he's, he's on like every you know, or he's on everything on sci-fi. Yeah, he's, yeah. A great guy he's good black. though. I like What's him. He, he's he on something right he now. Was awesome as Trash Can Man. He's so like unhinged, but also like sympathetic, like. You know, you kind of feel bad for trash. And we uh, borrowed, you know, Old Lady Simple that he talks about all the time. Yes. Borrowed her name as a nod to how much we love Stephen King. Exactly. Yeah, we have a character, Old Lady Simple, Um, that is the, um, runs the trailer park that Prison Dad lives in. And then, um, obviously you have Ruby Dee, who's awesome as Mother Abigail. Shawnee Smith. Miguel Ferrer and Ray Walston. Like, there's so many awesome people. Oh, Bill Fagerback. That's who played Tom Cullen. Yes. Yeah, he's great, too. And Ed Harris is always awesome. And so, they're talking about, you know, redoing the stand. I mean, you know, some of the cast... I think that Corin Nemec did a really good job as Harold, but I never really felt that he was 100% right for that role, because to me, Harold is more of, like, a hot mess. And Corin Nemec just... Sort of seemed Don't to me go like, with my disco, Nadine. Yeah, like I didn't feel like he was as as awkward as I had pictured that character being. I or always, as, like I agree isolated with you. and sad because he's too personable. Like he's Parker Lewis. He can't lose. Like, he, <laughs> he can't be that guy. But I mean, he did he did a good job, and I, I really think like you know he he brought his A game, but it just it just never felt like the one hundred percent right casting to me on in that role. But I think everybody else was fantastic. I even and even the guy that played Larry Adam Stork, I never saw him in anything else ever again. But I saw him good. in like one <laughs> one other thing. Larry. He was great. Yeah. Um I yeah, I really, really liked um 
Nadine. I thought that Death becomes that... her is the other thing I was thinking of him from. Oh, okay. I thought Laura Sangia Como killed it because she. I just felt so badly for her, but at the same time, like she was so detestable. Um, and and when she like sort of falls apart and goes crazy at the end, like really really cool, really good acting. And Gary Sinise, I just loved every second that he was in it. He, he was just great. So the virus outbreak, though, is definitely only the, the first part. Of, yeah, there's four parts. Brutal, it is very everybody brutal. Everybody gets like so sick so fast, and it's like either you're immune and you don't get sick at all, or you get so sick and you're just like bam. And gone. you piss off the dad from Elf. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that too. And so, or else you meet some crazo that's asking you for some chicken in the dark. <laughs> yeah. So we, there's four parts to the stand. The first part is the virus. The second part is how they come together. Mm-hmm. Um, how and we, then they try to rebuild society. Right. And then the last part is facing Randall Flagg, who's also trying to rebuild or create his own like evil society out in Las Vegas. Um, and the good people the are skills. in Boulder. Boulder yeah. Free Zone. The skills Where my brother lives. Right. Um, yeah, so they have, like the bad people are all drawn to Vegas, and the good people are drawn to like Colorado. Which I gotta tell you something. I'm not like come the apocalypse. I'm not. I'm not going to a place that gets a foot of snow overnight. You know, it's kind of brutal. <laughs> I don't know why they why they picked Colorado. I guess maybe because there was like the, the mountains energy, in between the ma- them. mountains, and there was like energy sources that they could yeah. use that hadn't been ruined, but. I don't know, but it's such a great movie. I love I love all the characters. Like, and the book is so good, too. If you like the movie at all, just check out the book. It will take you ages to get through because it's like thousand-some-odd pages long. But there's they go into like such deep like storylines for Trash Can Man and like the Rat Man and all the little sort of ancillary characters that you barely get to know in the movie. Like You really feel like you get to know who they were and why they're important to the story and... You know, even Nadine, like, her whole background, yeah. that she, like, never slept with anybody because she knew she was, like, being saved for some somebody special. And they sort of go through, like, different boyfriends she had and how she had to turn them down. And it's like, yeah. And then at the end, she ends up with the devil. Yep. So that's fun. Not really. Nope. But, um, no, I just, I really, really love this movie. Anytime that it's on, I, I watch it. And I, I should probably read the book again someday, but... Um, I read it when I was a teenager. And there's other Stephen King stories, too. There's one about um, something like... It's, it has a radio station for the name. It's a short story, and it's about this, the virus from the stand, but it's some kids on a beach, and they're sort of, you know, trying to get away from the virus, but then they start to realize that one or two of them probably have it, and, like, in a short period of time, like, either the disease or human nature dispatches them and that that was the genesis for the book right i know that was like the genesis of the stand right um and also if you if you like the stand um stephen king's son joe hill wrote a book last year called the fireman and it's also about a virus outbreak but this virus turns you into um a human with sort of supernatural powers and you get these cool tattoos on your body that light up and burst into flames Oh. Um, so right. that's that's kind of cool. Um, but anyway, he's a really good writer, too. So if you like Stephen King, give Joe a, sh- a shot. All right. Well, so uh, trips, you know, tips for this travel season is to uh, wash your hands. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't wear the creepy mask unless you're like. Yeah. 
immune system is is messed up because you'll just creep people out and and if you're sick stay home yeah just stay home Mm -hmm. probably especially like don't go on public transportation if you can avoid it and you're sick that's just mean if you can't avoid it okay we understand like make sure you have tissues please cough into your hand yeah bring the antibacterial lotion but don't overuse it because then you'll create super bacteria and what have you but if you're sick it's okay um, get hand wipes. Okay. <laughs> you know, take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Take a lot of emergency. Drink some tea with lemon. Get a good night's sleep. So next week we will be live um, on Friday. Yes. That would be, yeah, I guess nine days from now. We will be live at ChessyCon. We will be recording our podcast live. We are talking right. about the... Um, how do we get to funny in Star Wars and Star Trek? Because they're two franchises that you don't immediately think of humor in. Right. So we're going to be uh, debating. Chris will be playing Team Star Wars. I'll be playing Team Star Trek. Right. And also hopefully giving people some inspiration on how to create comedy in their own. Yes, exactly. Works. So we'll be live. That's a ChessyCon in Timonium, Maryland. Looking forward to that. So and we'll be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We'll have a table. We're doing a reading of The Squirrel King 2. Yes. Our fun, exciting story of the second round of squirrel attacks. It'll be fun. Though. We're officially going to be at the New Year's New Year's Con on right. New Year's Eve in Fogosville, Pennsylvania. Yes, at so, the Days Inn where I had my prom. Eh. <laughs> we there. I, I forget the hours. We'll be there from like three to nine or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that's good. And then uh, we signed up for It's a Con in March. Which is too far away to talk about. Yeah, I never got a confirmation. Because we'll I think they that. want my money before I confirm. So. Nah, uh, they always want something. Ka-ching. Be nice if they would have just been like, hey, where's your money? So, um, yeah. What else? I think that's it. That's it, you know. Take care of yourselves. Get a good night's sleep. Get a lot of vitamin C. You know, have a happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. 